Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Hey there, pretty lady. Hope you are doing amazing. I want to tell you a story that is actually a true story. And I was told this story by my pastor. And so it was, it, it was, it happened in his church when he was a young pastor. So there was a young man that had come to the church and he was very wealthy. He was a businessman. And, um, you know, some of his money wasn't, originally wasn't, wasn't gotten through righteous means. Let's just say that he was kind of a bad businessman originally. But so when he came to God, he really wanted to give God his all, you know, so he changed his business around, started doing things God's way. And, you know, and then he started looking for a wife because, you know, he he just felt like he needed to come full circle with living the godly life. So he started looking for a wife, started dating this girl in the church and they were engaged. Everything is going great. Wedding invitations have been sent out. They've been introduced in front of the church as, you know, that they're getting married. Everything's wonderful. Then one day, the guy gets an idea and he says to the wife, he says, you know, at that time, the church had Friday evening services. So the Sunday morning and then Friday evening, he says to her, let's go out today. Instead of going to church, let's go out tonight. Let's go out for dinner and dessert after, you know, and the girl agreed. She said, oh, great. Wonderful. You know, she's thrilled. She's marrying an eligible bachelor, somebody with money, somebody that's going to give her a good life somebody that has a good reputation already in the community, all of that. So she, you know, just felt like, okay, it's one service. What's the big deal? You know, we're getting married. We we will be having so many services to be together. So she agreed to go with him. So they went on the date, had the ice cream after he took her home. Do you know the following week, he brought the girl and a pastor together And he said in front of the pastor that he wants to break the engagement. Yes, honey. True story. He broke the engagement. And why? Why did he break the engagement? He said because he has not lived for God all his life. So he needs somebody that is strong. He needs somebody that is committed to God. He needs somebody who's going to obey God, not because of him, but because of their relationship with him. He needs somebody that's going to call him to order if he messes up. He needs somebody that's going to be an example of godliness for him. Somebody that's going to kind of exemplify the right way to do things, not allow him to do what he wants to do. And he broke the engagement with the girl and he ended up months later finding somebody else and marrying somebody else. Now, that's a true story. And you can imagine that girl, she was not happy. But the thing about it is because, you know, it's kind of like he set her up. But the thing about it is Christian men, genuine Christian men, when they're getting ready to marry, there's certain things that they look for. And so I want to do a podcast episode on that. I've I've interviewed so many men on this podcast. If you listen to them, they kind of say the same thing. There are some things that they look for. There's things that they notice about the person that they ended up choosing to marry, the person that they ended up choosing among all the other girls. So I'm going to give you those tips today. And I hope you listen. And I hope you kind of put them into practice because it's not, you know, the thing about life, it's not what you think is what the other person says. You may think one thing, but you may be like, oh, well, I don't care. I don't, I disagree with that. It's okay to disagree with it. But if the other person 
is telling you that this is what they want and you're not giving them what they want, then don't be mad if you're not getting the results that you want. You know, insanity is doing the same thing, expecting to get different results. So if you have been living life a certain way and you're not getting the results you want, maybe you need to change. You know, when I first started learning about how to do relationships God's way, I talked to my pastor. I had a come to Jesus moment with myself. And I said, you know what, Makita, your life is the way it is because of the decisions you've made. So until you learn to make better decisions, you need to have a mentor. You need to have somebody that can tell you, do this, don't do that. Until your de- decision-making capability improves, you need to be letting everybody else know, you know, somebody know what your decisions are before and after you make them. Okay. So that's what I had to learn. So I hope these help you. So number one, dress in a way that is modest. So number one is to dress modestly. Now, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode about this. I just don't want to do it without having someone on the on the podcast that can speak the other way. I feel like when I talk about modest dressing, I need to have someone that has a different opinion of me and then we can debate it. So I'm looking for someone like that. So if you're someone like that, send me a message through SpeakPipe and we can debate modest dressing. Because a lot of, even though, you know, it's a Christian community, a lot of people have different ideas when it comes to modest dressing. They don't think it's necessary. They don't think it takes all that. But I can tell you the majority of men, young men, young single men, and even older men that I've spoken to, that's one of the things they 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 say they notice about a woman is if she dresses modestly. Now, I'm talking about genuine Christian men. I didn't say Christian men, as in I've accepted Jesus Christ as, as my Lord and Savior and I go to church when I feel like it. I'm saying genuine, as in they want to live for God. They're committed. A lot of them mentioned that. I've even had men tell me that if a woman's chest is all out or her clothes are extra tight or short, I don't even talk to her. That's what they've told me. They say they don't even talk to the woman, you know, and, and you know, the sad part about it is that you could be exactly what they're looking for, but they're looking at the exterior. I know when you're looking, listening to that, it's like, well, that's not fair. They're judging. Well, that's the way life is. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. That, that Everyone judges, judges at every time. You have to present yourself the way you want to be addressed. You know, unfortunately, you can look a certain way, but, you know, there's virgins that have all their chests out. You know, you understand what I'm saying? And have their wearing ultra tight clothes and short clothes. There are. They have a pure heart, but they just dressed crazy. And unfortunately, though, it limits people from certain people from wanting to talk to you. I'm just going to be honest with you. If you're dressed in a in modest way, then there's certain men that won't approach you. They won't approach you because they're looking for a wife that they can carry to their pastor. They're looking for someone that they can carry to their parent that's dressed in a way that they can carry to their parents. Now they just met you, right? Yeah, but they're they don't they can't see from across the room your pure heart. They can't. They can't see that you have developed the fruits of the spirit from across the room. They can't. They can only see your exterior. And your exterior tells them what they perceive. Now, not everybody's a prophet to know that you have a heart of gold. You know, not everybody's a prophet to know that you're pure. You've been celibate for 10 years. Nobody can see that. Some people can, but not everybody's a prophet to see that. So they're just going by based on your your micro mini skirt and your not even V-neck, but your U-neck, <laughs> your U-neck dress that shows everything. You know, that's what they're looking at. 
Now, should you dress to impress? Absolutely. You should package yourself as as a good product. You should look great all the time. You know, when I was single, I made sure I looked good even when I was going to the grocery store because you never know when you're going to meet the right person. And it also makes me feel good. I love dressing up. So dress up, look good, but they're looking for, when men are looking for marriage, like they're, men know when they're ready to get married, right? They're not looking for a girlfriend. If they're looking for marriage material, that's one of the things that they look for. Just like a man that is a wealthy man. That's one thing about wealthy men. They look for a woman that they would want to be on their arm, that they can have on their arm. And that's just the truth. It, there's, I know it, it doesn't seem right, but it's the absolute truth. There's a certain look that they want to carry in front of their friends. When you meet a man with money, I'll do a, a separate segment on, on men with money. Well, let me just say this real quick. When you meet a man with money, one of the things that he's looking for is, can you fit into my life as you are? Like, can you fit into my life just the way you are? I'm not going to have to do any work. I'm not going to have to do any maintenance. I'm not going to have to do anything for you to fit into my life the way you are. If you can fit into his life the way you are, chances are he'll continue talking to you. He'll continue from just noticing you to talking to you, to having a relationship with you. That's one of the things that they notice. Can you fit into my life the way you are? Meaning the way you carry yourself, the way you speak, the way you look. All of those things, can you seamlessly fit into his world? Because he doesn't have time to fix you. He doesn't have time to coach you. You just have to be able to fit into his world. And that's why women that are going after those type of men, they already know how to look. They already know how to speak. They already know the places they need to be in. They already know the things that they need to read up on. They already know the etiquette that they need. You know, there's a certain etiquette. There's a certain formality that you need in certain in certain arena. So they already know those things. They do it on purpose. They make it their business to know so they can attract those type of wealthy men. So how much more a Christian man? You know, there's certain standards that Christian men have. So dressing modestly is one of them. Number two, you have a prayer life. If you want a man that has a prayer life, guess what? You should have a prayer life. And it's funny. You may say, how would he know that I have a prayer life? People that have a prayer life, tend to do certain things. Like, for example, they tend to come to, you know, prayer services. They tend to be involved in certain things that have to do, you, you, you know, and the thing about you having a prayer life is it's just going to benefit you because the more you have a prayer life, the more you're going to be open, the more God, the spirit of God is going to work in your life and show through your life. You're going to radiate like somebody that has a prayer life. There's a difference. Your conversation is going to show that you have a prayer life. The kind of things you say going to show that you have a prayer life. And I don't, and I, I don't mean that you're going to be, you know, talking about, oh, I was, you know, up in the third heaven with the Lord. I'm not talking about that. I just mean that when you have a prayer life, there's a way that you carry yourself because you can't spend time with Jesus and be the same. Once you spend time with Jesus and you come out of that time, he leaves residue of himself on you. You're going to act differently. You're going to look differently. I don't mean look physically, but there's going to be something about you that show that you've been in the presence of God, that you're somebody that's, that is often in the presence of God. That's what I should say. You know, so having a prayer life matters because it shows you're going to show Christ-like character if you have a prayer life. Number three, be selfless, you know, with your time, serve, serve in God's house. Not only does that help you, it also helps you to be seen. Don't be somebody that as soon as they say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, rule and abide with us henceforth now and forevermore. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. You're already in your car. Don't do that. Do not do that if you're trying to get married. Do not be already in your car while they're saying the grace and saying amen. 
and you already driving off, getting ready to go hang out with your friends or getting ready to go cook or getting ready to go to your apartment and just be alone anyway. So, I mean, like, what are you rushing to stay behind, serve, be seen. You have to be seen to be shown favor. You could be the most amazing woman, but if nobody sees you, they can't show you favor. Okay. So be selfless with your time. Men notice that. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've interviewed a guy that's getting married and he said he loves, and they always told me that they love the heart of the person. They love how they serve. They love how they treat other people. They love how busy they are in the kingdom. You know, those are the things that attracted them. But if, you know, you have to be seen in order to, for them to see you doing those things, you have to be doing them actually. Number four, be a woman of integrity. Be the same person in church as you are out of church. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, that people are not blind. Like people are not foolish. And this is a small world. If you've ever been on Facebook and somebody requests your friendship and then you look to see your mutual friends and you're like, what? They know that person? You know, I don't know that I can't tell you how many times that's happened to me. I'm like, how are these two people connected? How could they possibly know each other? That happens to me all the time. And so that's the thing with this world that we live in. You should be the same in church as you are outside of church. You should be the same at work as you are outside of work. We shouldn't have to wonder, is this person really a Christian? You know, be a person of integrity. Be the same wherever you are. And number five, be approachable. I can't stress this one enough. Smile when you're in public. You don't get to be inside your head when you're in public. You don't get to be figuring out things in your head when you're in public. You are in public. You're on stage. Smile. Make eye contact. Say hello. How are you? Pleasure meeting you. Hello. How are you? Hello. How are you? Good morning. Say something. Smile. Be approachable. There are men that I want to talk to you, but they're scared because they don't know if you're going to bite their head. They're asking themselves, is she going to bite her head? My head? She looked like somebody that might bite my head. So smiles to let them know, oh, no, she won't bite my head. She just smiled. Okay, I'm going to go talk to her. Smile, smile, smile. I don't care if you're walking down the street. Smile. Make eye contact. Smile. And sometimes the person that you're smiling at is not necessarily the person that's watching you. I can't stress this enough. Men see everything. Oh my gosh. They see everything. They watch everything. So smile, be approachable. Speak, say good morning. It's not going to hurt you to say good morning. Be approachable. Let them know that you're friendly. Okay. And also let them know that you're single. You know, some crazy thing I did in college is I used to wear this big ring to keep away guys I wasn't interested in, which was, you know, almost everybody. I just wasn't, you know, I was just focused on school. But not realizing, and and a few of my friends did it too, and not realizing that wearing that big ring, we're also keeping away the guys that we could potentially be interested in. Because there's people that notice you that you haven't noticed yet. Yes. Let me say that again. There's people that have noticed you that you haven't noticed them yet. So if they notice you and you have a big ring because you're, you're trying to keep Roscoe away, but maybe Javier is... The guy of your dreams, but Javier sees the big ring. He doesn't know you're trying you wearing that ring because you want Roscoe to leave you alone. He just sees a big ring. Stop wearing the big rings. Stop picking up other people's children. That's another thing. A lot of times, and there's nothing wrong if it's your own child, please pick them up. <laughs> but if you're a single woman and you love children and you're always picking up children, they're going to think you're married. They're going to think, oh, maybe she has somebody because she's always holding these kids. Meanwhile, you don't have any kids, but you love to pick up kids. You know, look single. 
as much as you can <laughs> look single when you when you know you know as much as you can and be approachable that's number five be approachable i hope these things help you let me know what you think i want to know if you agree or disagree connect with me on instagram and comment on this when you see it come up and let me know what you think also send me an email or send me a speak pike i would love to hear from you have a great day take care now bye-bye I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.